Fitzy, the Boston Bruins, although still in first place in the uh, the Eastern Conference, are three, three, and four in their last ten games. Back to back overtime losses. In fact, their last five games have gone to overtime. Uh, but they lost in Vancouver on Saturday. They lost in Calgary on Thursday. They finally wrap up this road trip tonight, late game, uh, 10 o'clock puck drop in Seattle. But what do you make of the Bruins over this 10-game stretch? I don't understand how the Bruins cannot hold a lead. It's just like the Bruins the in six-on-five situations is quickly turning into what the Celtics' third periods were yeah, a, yeah. While, a while ago. Now, obviously, the Celtics have... Uh, played much better in the third quarter of late. But, Rich, I'm of the mindset that <clears throat> the Bruins should. And I. it was funny. I was walking into the studio yesterday mm-hmm. for the 11-1 to 1 with John Lyons. And the skate pod, or Sunday skate, was walking out of the studio. So we had a nice, hearty three, four minutes of McLaughlin and Bridget and Razor going back and forth mm-hmm. about, you know, trading a goalie, making a move. Because there's obviously, there's a glaring need on this team. And I... I, I just don't I feel like they're going to m- find their way back into the same situation where they don't have a closer. They can't tough their way out of these situations right. at the end of games. They obviously don't have the same firepower they did last year, although the team's been pretty damn good thus far. Uh, and they're going to get into another weird two goal, two goalie rotation and not know what to do. It's time to blank or get off the pot, mo- you know, free up some space, move all mark, find someone else that can come in and help you. Uh this is not now just one of those like, oh, the Bruins had a tough three-game stretch, so I guess they're going to have to figure out what to do. Like, no, 3-3-4 three, three, and four is now an official trend. This is a little bit more than a swoon, Rich. This is now yeah. no, this officially is, a trend for them. This really is. It, it also goes to show you how it's really difficult once the season really gets going to either gain or lose a tremendous amount of ground because if mm-hmm. you go to overtime, you're grabbing that loser point every single night, it seems like. So even though the stretch has been really bad, they're adding points. So they're still holding off teams like Florida in the in the division, and I don't know if that's going to last the rest of the way, but they haven't been playing like a first-place team for a long time, and yet that is still where they are in the standings. Trade deadline comes up Friday, March 8th, so we still have a little bit of time until then. I know some of the national reporting on it is they could use a center, they could use a defenseman, mm-hmm. uh, their penalty kill has been really bad, but what do they do to make moves? So Don Sweeney recently has been trading all their draft picks. So, which I think is fine. Like I've no I'm not like going to sit here now and be pissed that they traded draft picks last year or the year before. Like I I thought that was the right thing. They should have been aggressive with those teams. But in the NHL where the salary cap actually matters and it's not spend whatever you want like baseball, be creative to spend what you want in football or you just have like these massive contracts for your good players in basketball. It's tougher in the NHL to do that. And because they don't have picks or a lot of cap space, if they want to make changes, it's going to have to be roster players that move. And the the most obvious one would be one of the goalies. And by one of, I mean Linus. If you trade Linus Allmark. Yep. But, I mean, I'm open to trading Matt Grizzlick. I have been for years. He's in the last year of his deal. He's at $3.6 million, So and? there might be something you can do there. And? Jake DeBrusque. And Jake DeBrusque. His, name, yep. his name keeps getting brought up all the time. That's four as well. million. That's four million bucks right there. Uh, and then Linus is five. So two of your goalies, I believe, as far as average aid or like cap hit for this year, I yep. believe are in your top ten players, right? Are, are both goalies. So 
you know, even when you go into a playoff series, one of your top 10 highest paid guys isn't going to play. So I know they should have traded Olmark at the beginning of the season. They didn't. It doesn't mean they can't do it in the next two weeks if they want to try to add to this team. But I think it's worth doing, right? It's not like they're clipping along and they have been like a, a solid wild card team all year. It's like they're the number one team in the East. Like, even though we don't all believe it, they should do something at the deadline. They need to tinker with this roster and, and try to get better. So to lean on the idea that like, well, we actually, and <clears throat> they have the same number of points as what the Rangers now. So they actually got caught um, in the Eastern conference. Okay. So happen. yeah, so the Panthers they, yeah. are, so they're one up in them. the division. They yep. uh, are. Yeah. They're tied now with the Rangers, right? Yeah. Cause the Rangers have actually been pretty hot. One up in their division over the Panthers, and they're tied with the Rangers overall mm-hmm. in the conference. Uh, uh, no, there's no doubt. The team's going to go into the postseason. They've lost two in a row. Like we said, 3-3-4, three, three, and four, whereas the Panthers are 8-2 and two in their last 10, Rangers 9-1. and one. Yep. Uh, Power play is in, in the morgue right now. Like It's absolutely frozen solid yeah. on ice. Um, no, but it is. They, like, they get up by two goals, and then they just like fall apart. It's like you got a lead. They've had a lead. I feel like in all these games that they've lost, they've been up, yep. and you're like, oh, yeah, they're this... in Vancouver. It's two. Oops, yeah. it's two two no. with a minute left. Forget like, it. And it feels like it feels like a repeat of mm. Game Seven against the Panthers. So Sweeney was super super aggressive last year. It's the final year of Krejci and Bergeron. They're going for it. Everyone wholeheartedly supported the moves and loved the players that they brought in. Snarls and. Bertuzzi uh, was great. Hathaway, Bertuzzi. Yeah. He gets away on like a Justin Turner tiny little deal, oddly enough, to Toronto as well. Yeah, that was rough. And now they're going to have to make some really tough choices if they believe this team is worth going forward again. And I do. And I think yeah. a lot of Bruins fans, too, they don't want to see them mortgage the future completely. They've already bought. They've already borrowed significantly from their own future. But if that means you have to lose a fan favor right now to bring in somebody who's going to make a difference now and then you can hold on to, you got to do it. Last year was more, in my mind, of a sellout for that year because you had the sense that Bergeron and Krejci were going to be done. But still, year to year, like you don't know what's going to happen. So even though your best players are like Pasternak, McAvoy, Swayman, or sort of younger guys, who knows how many more years you're going to get elite and Brad Marchand. So now it's sort of like that conversation. Like you got to maximize that and uh, try to tinker with the roster. So, like we said, they got uh, less than two weeks uh, to try to get something done. Trade deadline coming up uh, March 8th. 